Welcome to the Youth Ministry Training Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Corey Boyd on the subject, Youth Ministry Can Be Fun and Spiritual. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Josh Carson with UPCI Youth Ministries. I want to say thanks for taking the time to tune into this podcast. We like to let you know for you as a youth ministry worker, whether you're involved with junior hires, senior hires, or even young adults, thank you for what you're doing to be involved in the education and engagement process of apostolic student ministry. We are delighted uh, to have tonight an incredible speaker that's a part of the podcast. And for those of you that might not know Corey Boyd, he is from the Ohio district and he serves there with brother Chris Dillingham working with their young people. You know, sometimes uh, it can be a tough balance for people. You know, is my youth ministry supposed to be fun? Is it supposed to be spiritual? And this call is kind of like uh, one of those times where we get to say it doesn't have to be just one or the other. It doesn't have to be either or, but it's a great opportunity uh, to recognize that it can be both and. And so we're excited about having him uh, sharing with us uh, on this call about you know, have a, how to be fun and how to be spiritual. So, Corey, we're glad that you're here with us for the uh, uh, for the topic. We do want to remind everybody this is underwritten by Sheaves for Christ. Thank you for helping us set an all-time record in giving to SFC. And uh, for those of you that have already got your hotel rooms booked for North American Youth Congress, we are very excited about where we're at right now with hotel reservations uh, and want to make you aware that the uh, actual event registration is going to be coming up on March the 4th, opening at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And it's very important you get in right away to get those because there are limited numbers of seats in each section. And so you don't want to miss your opportunity. Hey, wherever you're at, join me. Let's pray and ask that before we hear this topic, this discussion, that our hearts and our minds would be open and ready to receive. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for every one of these leaders and workers that are tuning in. I pray that you'd touch our hearts, touch our minds, help us to be the most effective we possibly can for the sake of your kingdom. And we ask it all in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Well, you're going to hear from Brother uh, Justin Ranking and Brother Michael Thomas here uh, during this podcast as well. But the man of the hour, my friend and uh, youth ministry uh, leader there in Toledo, Ohio, Brother Corey Boyd, thanks for taking time to be with us. Uh, share with us uh, on this call about what it means to be spiritual and have fun in youth ministry. All right. Thank you, Brother Carson, for having me today. Looking forward to a wonderful time with you folks. Always a pleasure to be uh, sharing some thoughts with youth workers around our nation, maybe even around the world. Thank you for those that have tuned in. Wanted to be uh, talking just for a little bit today about how youth ministry can be fun, uh, but at the same time, obviously has a spiritual aspect to it as well. And there's a uh, great opportunity for every time we come together, um, our youth come together to provide entertainment and discipleship all at the same time. So I just want to get into that a little bit today. Um, nothing really says youth ministry like laying on your back, staring up at somebody that's pouring chocolate sauce over your face while they're feeding you a donut uh, on a string. I mean, we've all been there. I've ruined many shirts with whipped cream and it's fun. You know, it's we can have a blast and 
I mean, if, if we're being real, there's really nothing more uh, thrilling than absolutely destroying a 14 year old in dodgeball. Um, so that's always fun to be able to do, take some frustration out on the, on the kids and the, in, in, in the, in the name of Jesus. Um, <laughs> but we've all been there. Um, and speaking from experience, I've learned that it's, uh, it's next to impossible to go from a, a rowdy, uh, pre-lesson game, get the kids calm enough to hear what the Lord has given me to teach. And you got one kid that's you know, flicking Doritos and another student and another talking on their phone, texting, talking to their neighbor. Um, and if we're not careful, we can turn our youth programs or youth services into uh, times of just purely entertainment. And uh, we have to be careful that we're not serving up uh, hyped up entertainment. And instead we're, we serve watered down gospel we got to be very careful to find that balance. And I believe that entertainment, when used properly in youth ministry, can uh, be a discipleship accelerator to where we are creating opportunities for students uh, to meet other students that they may not normally talk to, um, get students involved in a group activity. In fact, um, just uh, last year at one of our rallies, I uh, kind of led a, a talent show and uh, we had students that I would never have pictured in a million years uh, sign up for this talent show, and they were singing and and giving uh, little five-minute messages. And it's like, my goodness gracious, I never would have known that these students had this in them had not we provided the opportunity uh, for them to be involved. So um, I believe um, that entertainment is definitely obviously need, needed in a youth setting. Uh, I, I was reading something the other day. Um, there was a, a a church researcher. Uh, referred to youth groups as um, holding tanks with pizza, holding tanks. With, and, and it just, it kind of hit me. I'm like, we have gone from a discipleship model of growing the youth group to focusing on developing an attractional model. And I, that's not the way Jesus has designed us to, to reach and to save that, that which is lost. I mean, we, we, we look in, we look all over the internet. What's the latest game? How do we draw new young people? What's the big event? I mean, uh, how do we get away with turning our youth service into a trans-Siberian orchestra performance with, you know, indoor pyrotechnics and subwoofers, you know, kids walking out with their eyes bleeding, you know, it's just so intense. And, and we've oftentimes made a mistake of turning youth ministry into something that's, that's complex. And, uh, you know, I'm a registered nurse, and so I know a little bit about some some basic science and biology, and, and all of that tells us that complex things take time to reproduce. I mean, you look at elephants, it takes 36 months for two elephants to produce one baby elephant, but in that same time frame, the less complex uh, species of rabbit can multiply into the millions, and God has not called us as as youth leaders, youth workers, youth pastors to develop a series of entertaining complex events the bottom line is god has called us to make disciples we find ourselves uh, in dangerous territory when we open the youth room so students and visitors can play Fortnite instead of opening up the youth room and allow our students and visitors to pray for a night and make no mistake about it make no mistake about it young people today are not looking to be entertained. They are looking, they are expecting, they are desiring, and they are desperate for a move of God. We see it every month. We have, in our own church, we have once a month um, youth service where we have youth and hyphen combined. 
and we always have an incredible we don't do any sort of game any sort of icebreaker they come ready to they come ready uh, locked in to worship locked into preaching and god always moves and, and they they respond so beautifully um the the problem with entertainment is that entertainment may get kids in in the church in in the teens but entertainment will not keep them in the church when they're in their 20s and somehow we think we can sweeten up the gospel message for young people make it easier for them to swallow but it turns out that they might actually be choking on our man-made concoctions and we need to be very careful uh to avoid uh what paul warns timothy about that in the end times men will be lovers of self and lovers of pleasure rather than lover lovers of god and you know paul wasn't writing to timothy to say hey hey tim just fyi be on the lookout because in the last days this is what the world's going to look like if you read that paul is writing what the church is going to look like in second timothy 3 and so we have to be very careful that we're not creating an environment to where the students are coming just expecting to have a great time and not not leave change they need to come understanding that yes we're going to have a good time but God's going to move. We're going to get something out of this experience. Um, you look at today's world. You look in the society that that we live in. You look in our school systems. Our students need God today more than they have ever needed God in the past. And, and they're dealing with issues that are, are far worse than I ever had to deal with when I was a teen, teenager. And I, I, that was just, you know, 15, 15, 20 years ago. They, they don't need entertainment they need God more than they ever have before. And um, there's a, a research group out there called the, the Barna Group, and they have uh, found out that about 80% of those raised in a church setting will be disengaged by the time they are, are near 30. So that's, oh, that's like 75% of those that are in church right now may be out of the church by the time they're 30 years of age. And I think it's because that we have uh, at times focused a lot on entertainment and not developing a culture based on discipleship because with just entertainment there's no personal connection yes we can laugh we can joke around we can have a good time but discipleship is where personal connection is made and personal connection is going to keep somebody is going to bring them into the youth group in their teens and personal connection is going to keep them in the church when they're in their 20s and in their in their 30s um, and so being part uh of uh, making a disciple of, of, of Christ and being a disciple of Jesus Christ is, is helping our students develop a, what I would like to think about as a biblical worldview. I mean, we have all these postmodern issues that are out there right now, the LGBTQ movement, abortion, transgenderism, you know, things that young people are hearing about today um, that when I was a teenager really never heard much about. And, um, and let me just pause right here and, and challenge our, our youth workers that are, that are listening uh, to be encouraging your parents to speak to, to their kids about these issues. Have the parents find out what, they're, what the kids are learning in school, find out what's being discussed, find out what their friends are talking about. Because if we don't teach our kids how to respond to these postmodern issues and why these quote unquote truths would be should be rejected the world will teach them why these quote unquote truths should be accepted and so we have to develop a biblical worldview for ourselves we have to encourage our students to build uh, a, a biblical worldview of what does the bible say about this and i'm very encouraged to see these things being talked about even in our movement i mean just um uh, last month i i 
uh, was very encouraged to see Wisconsin Youth Ministries um, set up sessions at their winter youth conventions uh, concerning some of these hot topics. And they brought in highly qualified speakers and pastors, counselors, and, and doctors to, to deliver truth to these students because these these students are dealing with things that are just absolutely insane. I really think as a whole, um, we need to hear more about that and more conversations need to be had. And um, part of my goal this year in my own youth group is to develop a series called Real Talk and talk about all these these issues that are going on and, and look, into, look into the Bible with the students and walk them through why we should, how we should be responding to these. What does the Bible say about this? And so um, our students need to have a biblical worldview. And if we don't focus on helping these students understand uh, the, the biblical stance that they need, need to have, the, the world will use entertainment to, to educate them. And we need to give them reasons uh, to help them, things to understand, to help them why they believe what they believe. We need to get better at helping them uh, form into devoted dis disciples of Jesus Christ. And we do that by incorporating aspects of, of entertainment and fun and games and icebreakers and pizza and, and nachos and hot dogs and, you know, all that stuff to get students to uh, in a place where they're willing and they're open to hear what uh, thus saith the word of the Lord for that particular youth service. And bottom line, in the end, pizza, video games, those things do not transform lives. Young people are transformed by truth clearly presented, you know, and our, our students today, students today are looking for something to rally behind. They're looking for a, a rallying point. Um, last year, when, when everything was going on with the school walkouts and uh, all these protests, I, I challenged our students. I said, you know, instead of you walking out of your school in, in the name of protests, why don't you walk into your school with the name of Jesus and see what, what happens? Students today want and they need the unvarnished gospel. They need the, the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. And we as youth leaders, we as youth pastors and, and youth team members, we're in a dangerous place when we get good at entertaining students instead of showing students how to entertain the spirit. Because without the spirit, what is what is this worth? It is worth nothing without the move of God, because it's your our, our icebreakers are not going to change lives. Our 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 pizza. Yeah, it might fill somebody's, you know, hunger, but it's not going to satisfy an eternal hunger. And, and I, I know how tough it is. I deal with this every week. A teenage attention spans. They're short. You know, these are the kind of people that that are ready for the zombie apocalypse. But not ready for their math test tomorrow. That's just that's just who they are, um, and I know the 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 pressure is there to oh we got to get more people in we got to get our, our numbers up, but I've been trying in, in my own personal and uh, youth group and in the church to focus on instilling the truth. Numbers will will come, but what I'm what I'm investing in is developing a discipleship culture where we don't necessarily focus on well we had 58 in youth class, but what did we talk about? We had three students come back to me and say, you know what, I had a conversation with my friend about what we talked about in youth class. That's the real number that I am I'm concerned about. And that's how I've redefined what I would consider a, a win. And so um, we as the student pastor and leader, we have to first be the uh, be the disciple. 
before we can make disciples and our students have to first be disciples before they themselves then can in turn be a disciple maker. And I know uh, there's often times where we, we, we get done with a really great game and, and I've been there, I've done that, you know, you, you get done with the game and the, the, the kids are swinging from the chandeliers and you're like, yes, I am the, I'm the greatest youth pastor, you know, and music is, uh, is surrounding. And, you know, the next time that they come, the problem with developing that sort of pattern is the next time they come, they're going to be expecting something just as great or, or even greater. And we get into this nasty cycle of feeling pressure to entertain instead of giving them the pure word of God. And, you know, it's like we get to the place where we need to, if we're not juggling flaming machetes, you know, we're not going to be entertaining. And that's when we start to dumb down our mission. When we get into that kind of mindset, uh, we dumb down our mission, our, 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 our mindset, our, our messages. And it's wrong. It's bad strategy. Um, and honestly, with that kind of thinking, we're just simply creating an after school entertainment program instead of an eternity altering experience. And so I want to challenge you that are listening, youth pastor, youth worker, youth leader. You are not an entertainment director on a cruise ship. That's not what God has called us to do. We're not carnival barkers. We're not trying to get people just to show up to, to, to have fun. Yes, we do want them to have fun, but we are disciple makers. And, and just one, one story um, as, as I uh, wrap up here, we've, when, when my, my wife and I uh, took the, uh, our youth group a couple years ago, um, every class, every event, there was some sort of a real big shebang opening activity, and we had to coordinate who was doing what, and, and it just was, we, we, that went on for about a year, and, and fi finally I told my wife, I said, you know what, babe, let's just, let's just, let's try to just take that opening activity out and see what happens, and we saw such a shift in our students' focus um, and yes, of course, now we, we, we still do activities. In fact, we do at our local church, we do fun activities where I, I may not even bring out a, 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 a devotion. I may not even read a scripture because oftentimes discipleship process happens outside of our church walls. And so, um, you know, we have separate events for our different age groups to where there are times where I'll lead a, a small short devotional other times we'll just go ice skating or we'll go uh you know go to a sky a sky zone or something like that um but when we started to focus less on the entertainment the students naturally began to focus more on the spirit side and that's what it's really all about i'm all for entertainment it's needed it's necessary our kids are getting it unfortunately much more than we would probably like in the world and um, so I'm by, by no means in a place where I, I, I say, let's just get rid of entertainment altogether because it's, it's needed, it's necessary. But I'm challenging our, our youth leaders and our, our youth workers, just try, we, we, need, we need to do better, I think, as a movement, do better uh, focusing more on the spiritual. I'm preaching to, to the choir here, focusing on the spiritual aspect of how we run our youth service, our youth program. We want the kids to have fun, but we also want lives to be changed. Um, so, Brother Ranking, thank you so much for the few minutes here today. So I'd like to turn this back over to you. Thank you so much, Brother Corey. Appreciate uh, those incredible insights. Um, just a few a few highlights that maybe will will guide us towards some Q&A. I love the fact of you said something along the lines of that entertainment um, as far as the like, games, activities um, within a youth service can help create 
opportunities for youth to connect. Um, and even even in your closing remarks, you mentioned just a few uh, a few items as far as like Sky Zone and ice skating. But one question would be, what are maybe some other good entry entry level events that focus primarily on fellowship and getting students connected with each other? as far as something you do in your youth group, like, okay, guys, this is focused for getting visitors here just so we can get to know them and just so mm -hmm. we can spend time together. What are some of those things in your, in your youth group or that you've noticed really work? Sure. Um, so we have, uh, we've split our youth group into two different, uh, I guess, d departments, if you, if you will, we have junior fusion and senior fusion junior fusion is we open it up actually to 11 so 11 to 14 and then 15 to 18 for our senior and we have events throughout the year to where it's only uh, only for junior fusion so 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 those that are only 11 to 14 15 to 18 year old sorry this isn't for you only those that are junior fusion can come and so we've seen several um like friends from school come out ice skating uh, we just went ice skating just uh, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, and same with our senior, senior fusion, we'll go play, you know, mini golf or um, uh, if, if I, if I lived close to a top golf, we'd be going up there. Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, so we do the age specific events like that. Um, of course, you know, section rallies are always a great way for students to, to invite visitors. And um, obviously we always do some sort of fun activity after that. Um, we, we'll do random student hangouts at home. Like I, I, I'll have parents who text me and say, hey, uh, I, I'm, we, we got some free time, you know, next Friday night. Uh, would you want to have students come over and hang out with us? I said, absolutely. So we'll put it out on social media. Hey, you know, so-and-so is inviting anybody who wants to come hang out. Um, and, and we've actually had students who have started to do that on their own where they'll, they'll put out on Facebook and say, Hey, Thursday night this week, we're going to be playing video games. Just going to, we're just going to come, come hang out. And so developing relationships outside of church, obviously is essential for getting people into church. Um, and then of, of course, you know, P7, <laughs> Uh, my my brother obviously is is uh, uh, is a big proponent of that and doing a great job in our our P7 um, department and uh, many many students across our, our nation have come into church through through hanging out starting in in a in a P7 setting you know so that was just just a couple thoughts absolutely um, you know so obviously when we're trying to get people connected on those levels and kind of some entry points for people in the church, what are some effective ways or things you watch for to help bridge the gap for, for a, a youth, uh, a young adult who is potentially new and they've been only coming to these focused social or entertainment type events, but yet you see them maybe uh, it's time for them to shift over into coming to more of your discipleship stuff and more of your um, lessons and uh, devotions. What do you what do you kind of use as a marker? Do you have something you watch for? Do you have certain follow up tools? What are what are some everyday tips there for effective ways of bridging that gap? Sure. Um, I, I love what um, bro Brother Jonathan Walker uh, preached our our youth revival this, this past year and did, did a tremendous job. And one thing he said um, in, in, a, in a hyphen session. He was challenging our, our hyphens to be be the leaders for our, our teenagers because they are looking to us. And, you know, he he's he's in his uh, I want to say he's in his high 30s. I, I may be uh, I may be probably low, uh, a little bit low on that. But um, he but basically his his comment was students look at me 
and anything I say, they consider it a, a dinosaur. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way sometimes. And so with that being said, you know, I really challenge our students, Stud- students, you be the one to invite students inviting students. Of course, at events, I'm going to be doing everything I can. My wife does everything she can to connect with visitors. Hey, we, we'd like to see you, you know, uh, more. Um, and and if, if there's students that are continuing to come that are newer, uh, a little bit more more frequent, um, I'll do I'll do what, what I can to take the student who brought them. And then uh, so basically the the student and the visitor um, take them out to lunch um, if schedule allows it. And my my brother said something recently on a on a P7 call that, that was just kind of blew my mind. And he said there's a problem when we purchase a hundred dollar pair of new kicks, but we can't spend ten dollars on a friend for lunch. <laughs> and so developing those relationships outside, if you see somebody that, that that's coming, do what you can, take them out, go to go to Golden Corral. Teenagers can eat like nobody's business. And I found taking them to the buffet is the best way to do it. Um, <laughs> you know, get, get, get in their world. Hey, what, what can I, what can I pray for you about it? You know, uh, is there anything that specifically your, your family needs? Um, and, and obviously if, if, uh, if they're coming, you know, five, six weeks in a row uh, with obviously with council of pastor, you know, do what you can to get them involved with something, try to make, make them a part of the group uh put a camera in their hands you know uh, <laughs> sign them a give them a sign to welcome guests out front uh get them you know help setting up lights or tear down sound some just give them some, some ownership you know um I, I, there's a, I, I have one student that uh, basically whenever we have a student parent parent meeting he comes up and uh, stands right next to me. I mean, he's like my my right hand guy. I don't know. He just took it upon himself to to be there. But I'm like, you know what? It's it's his thing. It's he's it's what he feels like he needs to do. Um. So so getting them and you know, as as you probably can understand, and I'm I'm 31, going on 32 very very quickly. And I mean, I can only go so far without it getting weird. <laughs> you know, if I'm talking to a 13, 14 year old, I it, I can only get get so far. And so students are. Are, I think are more likely to respond positively to to other students getting uh, getting the invitation and um, c- encouraging them to, to to keep coming. So, absolutely, and I think that those providing those venues of uh, where there is the entertainment, and then also saying, okay, this has its place, but now um, we also are creating this community and this atmosphere to entertain the presence of God. And I think you right. did a great job. I think you did a great job addressing that i really loved your line where you said we're in a dangerous place when we entertain them but we don't teach them to entertain the right 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 that was a powerful line um what do you think um what do you think about this makes me think of you know in the book of acts you know they have this powerful conversion on the outpouring of pentecost in acts 2 but then they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and they went house to house they were entertaining they were spending time with each other and i think that biblical model of fellowship that if we if we are only if we are with with the risk of sounding uh out of line here if we're only word based and only doing devotion and never providing them with entertainment then we aren't uh, or or fellowship we're not really apostolic and the same could be true for the other side if we're if we're like you said choking them on only entertainment and no word we're we're selling them short as well. Right. Any final right. any final any final thoughts before we close this out? If you could just say one more thing, as maybe we've been talking something 
else came to your mind or maybe the, the most exciting thing that's happening right now that you just want to tell everybody about youth ministry? Not, not necessarily, um, you know, what, what's the most exciting thing that you're pumped about in youth ministry right now? Um, well, just, just overall, I think, I think our, our church, our, our, our movement, our organization, our, our students within the organization, we are in a place where we are, students are desperate to see a move of God. You look at P7, it's just exploding. Uh, you look at CMI, it's just exploding. Uh, you know, with North American Youth Congress coming up, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to have, I'm believing by faith, record crowds again. Why? Because students are desperate to experience Jesus Christ more than we've ever been desperate b before. We're not looking for the lights, for the noise, for the, for, for, the, for the songs. Yes, that's all fun and games and we enjoy it, but we come to church, we show up, we go to these conferences, we go to these conventions because our students are, are desiring to be changed on a daily basis. And um, I, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible place to be. I, I literally feel like we are reliving the book of Acts right now in, in, in this time where we are, because we're seeing this multiplication, this, this, uh, just this fire of the Holy Ghost spreading all over the, all over, over the, over the world. And I'm excited and I'm honored to, to be a part of that. So. Absolutely. My friend, I agree with you. Thank you for your passion for youth ministry. Thank you again for taking this time. We are going to turn the rest of this, uh, time with us together we're going to turn it over to our director of promotion michael thomas he's going to give us a few announcements and then close this out in prayer thank you so much for joining us today on this youth ministry training podcast what a great podcast session this has been today thank you brother boyd for taking time out to talk to us about how youth ministry can be both fun and spiritual if you are looking for a great curriculum resource for your youth ministry I want to encourage you to check out Link 247. Youth Ministries has partnered with Link 247 to bring you a subscription-based digital curriculum resource that helps you be intentional about what you're teaching your young people on a weekly basis. Link 247 offers many different series options that cover a wide range of pertinent topics for today's teenagers and young adults. So go over to link247.org to check out all that this valuable resource has to offer. And now let's close this podcast with prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless this time that we've spent together recording this podcast. I pray that youth workers who listen to this broadcast will be encouraged and inspired as they seek to find the balance of fun and spirituality in their youth ministries. I pray that you bless, anoint, and expand our efforts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.